When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let me bang I do let you bang. Let me bang you, Jesus. Let me you, Let you bang. 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 For your favorite mixed martial arts podcast, recording out of Los Angeles, California, it's MMA Roasted with Adam Hunter. Who the fuck is that guy? What's up, people? Welcome to Brand New MMA Roasted Podcast. I'm here with Bill Dawes. We got Don Fry, Fry joining us pretty soon, as well as... Uh, Jamal Emmers coming off a huge win, and Phil Hawes, who's a amazingly talented UFC star. So we got a good, good lineup, a uh, really good lineup. Um, Bill, uh, Bill hit me up last week to help him with a project. They hired you to be the, the face of soccer. I, I don't even. So apparently, there's a thing the NFL does where you schedule release videos. I've never heard of schedule release videos. Have you? Do you know right. what this is? No, no, no. Like, think how big the NFL is. They used to have like, like draft day was a big, was such a huge media event, and then it was like the combine, and now like schedule release videos are viral, where a team will like just show their schedule in different ways. Like they yeah. had one with Peyton Manning doing like a parody of The Office. Right. It's very weird. So they hired me to be like an Ari Gold type of character. How did you get hired for that? Do you audition for that, or they just hired you? No, it was like through through a connection. I, I think, I mean, obviously somebody fell out, which is how I get most of my jobs. Right, right, right. <laughs> somebody falls out, they're like, oh, God damn it. And this woman knew me, so she, they, uh, yeah, they called me in. And nobody there knew anything what they were doing. It was just, it's all. Yeah, you sent I, me I like this like 15 page pitch deck. I don't even know what language <laughs> this is. Uh, and then I'm up till like from four in the morning writing jokes for you, right? Like, and I, I thought I had some pretty good ones. And I, cause like, I call you yeah, up. Yeah, you did. I'm like, what's the, I go, you know, what are the, could you say anything? What are the boundaries? What, what's, cause I figured some of them were too edgy. You'd be like, nah, man, we, I'll just go for it. So I send you like a hundred jokes and, you're like, and then you're like, yeah, I used one, one joke. And then I felt like a complete. I, no, I tried a couple and they were like, <laughs> we'll put that in the B roll just for you. Like oh, a oh, few really? of the jokes, but the, like, like I made a joke about the Portland team being hipsters and they were yeah. okay with that, but that's about as edgy as they got, you know? I figured that, uh, but it was like also, so basically I got a, like there was like a hundred teams and the LA Galaxy, which is who you were working for, their record was like four and a hundred last year. So I, and you wanted me to like shit talk to the other teams. <laughs> I'm like, this team is they're the like worst in last team. Place. Yeah, they're in last place. And then I don't even understand soccer i like some cities have like four teams um they won this thing but they lost this but they won that so oh, now i'm like God. trying to i'm looking up like funny soccer terms because i don't even know 
what the terms are, and I'm not sure even. Uh, then I then I realized that you could play for different teams if you're one player that you could play for like six different teams if you want, and it was just crazy. Like I learned a lot about soccer through that, and, and then I sent them all to you, and then when you told me they didn't use any of them, I was like, oh fuck, like. <laughs> But soccer is kind of like comedy. At the end of the day, like you need a star to be on the team for anyone to show up. Right. You know I mean, like when Beckham played for LA Galaxy, it was sold out. Right. Now it's there's nobody there. You know. No, they're 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 terrible. They're they're like the, they're the worst team in the league. And uh, <laughs> and and then I'm supposed to make fun of other teams. So I'm like, well, we lost to all these teams. So, but anyway, um, meanwhile that night I had yeah. a show. I I've I've been going crazy. I had I had a show that night when I was on the way over there. Or was it? It was like in Victorville. Yeah, you were driving Victorville, you told me. And this couple that saw me on a on a cruise ship was like an older hippie couple, right? And you think that these people are quasi-normal. So I'm making fun of them. And then afterwards, a lady comes up to me and she's like, hey, I'm, I'm a, a wrestler. That's cool that you coach wrestling. I'm like, oh, cool. She's like, yeah, I have a ring in my backyard. I'm like, okay, that's... And then I go, she's like, want to see some pictures? I'm like, sure. Oh, no. She's sitting on men, butt naked. She's like a fetish wrestler. And the pictures are like, this woman's in her 60s. Oh, my so God. She's like, I like younger men. I'm like, well, that's pretty much everybody. You know, like, I'm just. <laughs> and people pay her to just sit on them, on them naked and put them in crazy oh holes and just, like, mush her boobs. And I'm trying to figure out what year these pictures were from because some of them were like, were like Polaroids, you know, like she had like a website. <laughs> Dude, so that was. She's showing you an A-track video. Dude, it was, I'm like, this is like, it's always, it, it's crazy. Like there was one time I did a show one time and it was like one normal looking guy and everyone tried to make this person laugh. And at the end of the show, the guy comes up to me, he's like, yo man, you know, you're really funny. I'm like, oh, thanks. He's like, yeah, I just got out of jail and I was in a white supremacist gang and shows me his Nazi oh signs on his chin. And I'm like, this is who we all wanted to make laugh. The guy literally had a swastika. He's like, yo, but I'm not racist. I just, I needed to join a gang. I was like, okay, dude, like this. And this is, did little, you know, you were Jewish. Yeah, of course. And of course, and all, yeah, but <laughs> I think he was also an ultimate fighter, not in the UFC, but like a, you know, king of the cage kind of guy. Um, and he was a nice, nice enough guy, yeah. not including the, you know, anti Semitism, racism, white supremacist thing. <laughs> I'll do all those things. The guy's, but man, uh, so I did that. Then I did uh, I did Gutfeld on Tuesday again. Uh, oh, you did, oh, wait, you did it again. That's awesome. Those people are so nice, by the way. The, the, yeah. uh, Greg is just, it was, I was on with Tyler. Yeah, I used to know Greg back in the day in New York. Really? Yeah. yeah. You, we, like, you, you guys are like friends or? We were we were kind of friends. Like I'd see him, at, I'd be like, hey man, what's up? I'd stop and talk to him. Yeah, no, a yeah. really nice guy. I was on with Tyrus, Kat, and uh, Kaylee McEnany, who used to be like the White House Press yeah. So I take a picture with Kaylee and I, I, I and Tyrus and I put it up. Dude, I have not, I've never unfriended more people in, like in my life. Holy shit, really? Quickly. Like people were like, love her. She's great. Blah, blah. Other people were like, other, some comics were like, oh, I would never go on a show like that. But hey, you do you. I'm like, dude, you were never <laughs> asked to go on that show. Yeah, exactly. I, I've seen your yeah. act. I don't think you're going on any shows. Uh, <laughs> But like, why would you put that under that picture? Like, just people just someone's like, "Oh, you're friends with Nazi." I'm like, "Okay, done." Or Tyrus so is a not as a Nazi. Is Tyrus, that what I'm? Yeah, yeah. Tyrus is a no. He's a big giant black guy who I think is actually pretty like down the middle. 
isn't he? Completely down the middle, and so is and so is Cat, libertarian, and 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 Gutfeld used to work for the Washington Post, and the girl Kaylee used to work for CNN. So here's here's yeah. a girl that it's she's 35 years old. She went to Georgetown, Harvard Law, and Oxford. Her undergrad was Oxford, and then was the White House press secretary at 33 years old. Like, yeah, and she's got That's her husband plays with the Mets or play for the Mets. She got two kids. Yeah, she was beyond sweet, like so nice. But yeah, people are just like mad. But she's evil. She's the devil. Yeah, yeah, she's the devil. It's like fuck off, dude. I mean, you so- know, here's a great here's a great thing I heard about the difference with uh, Democrats and Republicans, the way they look at each other. Uh, Republicans look at Democrats as people with bad ideas. Democrats look at Republicans as bad people with ideas. I think that's the biggest difference. It's crazy. I had I had, I had a comments reach out and just called me up on the phone. We had a nice conversation, but he was like. Are you voting for Trump? I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> bro. it's like, uh, but it was, but it, he was, uh, you know, and, and I was telling him, I'm like, bro, like, uh, I have a family. I have a family uh, in Los Angeles. I can't leave my, somebody drove into my house, literally drove into my house, I and they that. didn't find the person. They had four different police people work on it. <laughs> I found the guy in six minutes. I go to the park, there's crackheads, people shooting heroin at the park with my kid. There's tents everywhere. I go to a CBS, people are just taking stuff and running out. You know, yeah. I, the public schools near me are at 17th percentile, 18th yeah. percentile, um, it, math and reading. Like, I want Republicans are the ones that for charter schools. You know, like this yeah. stuff directly affects me. Obviously, yeah. I have a lot more stuff, you know, politically wise, but, you know, it's that's just me leaving the house. That's going five. Yeah. Out of but if you house. want to protect your family, that's very Nazi of you. That's very <laughs> Nazi of you to protect your family. Caring about your the safety of your child, that's basically, you might as well have a funny mustache. It's crazy. I mean, it, it's crazy. And then I go online and, 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 and like, you know, people are, the, people are saying, uh, you know, free Palestine and, and pro-Hamas rallies. You're like, what the fuck? What world am I going on? And then you're calling... Black people, white supremacists uh, on Fox News. <laughs> like, what? You know, what my favorite thing is is watching like uh, like Jewish women who were like pink hair, who were super progressive, who are doing like pro-Israel posts and getting demolished by the exact same group of people that they've affiliated with for the past fifteen years. It's crazy. I mean, it's 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 almost you could just put up an Israeli flag. That's all you have to do, uh-huh. and people just yeah. fuck you, you. You support genocide, like. What? You support Israel, you Nazi? It's like, what? Well, that's the most <laughs> ironic statement ever. <laughs> like, what is going on? So then I, I did a show with, uh, I don't know, is, is McCorkle coming? I did a show at uh, Michael Blackson, right? And uh, yeah. at, at the Improv, seven and nine. And I love Michael Blackson, but I go there and I think I'm doing a spot. And they're like, hey, you're hosting, right? Which is always like, get you. And hosting on a show with Michael Blackson is like, uh, Michael Blackson's crowd is not the most on-time crowd, okay? So when you go up at seven, it's halfway full. It's a third full. Yeah, and, yeah. and 45 minutes of the set into the show, it's packed. It's beyond yeah. packed. So I was like, oh, you know, yeah. people are just – and it's not just like whole parties coming in. It's five people at a table, and then six people are coming in at that table. Oh, what's going on? Hey, come here. Come here. You know, so it's – it was one of those things, but it was still really good. Uh, Jim Gray was there. Yeah. Jim Gray. Jim Gray. Yeah, the sportscaster, the one that like Pete Rose got mad at. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
He's like an older white guy. He was sitting there. So I called him Joe Biden. Everyone's dying laughing at that because he was <laughs> like, um, and then uh, and then there were a lot of like porn stars there. Like somebody was like, hey, you know, Mr. Marcus, you know, Mr. Marcus. Oh, I know Mr. Marcus. And I was Mr. Like, Marcus, I, he was at a comedy show I did. And I was like, yeah, I think I've seen his dick more than I see mine. Right. So that guy, like, literally, like, Mr. Marcus was very, and he had some girl that he was, his, I guess he's managing porn stars now. Was it Misty Dawn? Because that's who came to the show that I was at. I don't Misty think it Dawn. Was, she was Misty this young, Marcus. light-skinned, beautiful girl wearing, like, half yeah. pants. Like, you could see, like, like half her, her ass. Was, I mean, you could see almost everything. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, so that was that. Was that. And then, uh, yeah, so that was basically my, uh, and it was in New York. I did four spots in one night. I do miss those nights where I called in for a spot in New York City at Broadway. Like, yeah, can you do the seven, the nine, and the 11? And there was this comic that went on and he was funny, but I'd never seen a more, just a comic attack a crowd, not even mm -hmm. with like crowd work, just going after everybody. Like oh it was only like 25 people in the crowd. So I thought there was going to be at least <laughs> six fights, you know, in the crowd. Cause it was just, this guy was like, yeah, you know, fuck you. Oh, you're this, you're that. And just killing people. Like, but not even like having the crowd on his side. Like you think so were people laughing or just comics in the back laughing? Comics in the back laughing and some people were laughing, but somebody, and then somebody was like, I saw you on TikTok and he, he just started. And then I go on the guy's Facebook and he's got 750,000 followers oh of God. him just attacking crowds. Yeah, that's what people. That's what people like now. They just want someone. Some comic in Chicago did a bit about that. He goes, he goes. I'm not. I'm seeing this crowd work stuff. People are like, hey, what's your name, Bob? What do you do? Oh, I'm a dentist. Fuck you. Yeah. Like, okay, that's, <laughs> that's essentially what it was. I mean, yeah. it, it was, and it was funny. Uh, but it was funny. And at the end, at the end, he's like, yeah, my name is Pete Davidson, or blah blah. blah. And then he's like, fuck Matt Rife. And the guy was like going ballistic up there. Um, On other comics. I'm yeah, sorry. but God, the guy, but nice enough guy off stage. But I'm like, I really thought there was gonna be like six people attack this guy within. It was fucking, it was crazy. Yeah, people like that scare me. Like, I think there should be a semi consistent personality on stage and off stage. That be like, I'm definitely like way dirtier, you know, off stage and a little bit more aggressive on stage. But like, I'm kind of the same guy. These people are like, like I told you about this happening. This, this like. This influencer did my show. He did a five-minute guest spot. He's like, oh, my God, thank you so much. I'm really honored to do this. But I'm like, okay, great. And I, and I had to go find him to put him on. And, and I murdered. And I did do the gay gym bit, which is very cheap. Yeah. But it murdered, right? And then he goes, um, he bombing. He goes, oh, you like the guy with the gay gym with a thong. You think that's funny? That guy, by the way, he came to me. He's all hooked up out of his mind. He goes, hey, man, you want to do five minutes? Here, I'll give you five minutes. I'm going, why on earth would I give you a guest spot on my show? Would you, would you do that? Uh, it's like comics to do shit like that. I'm just like, I, I just. Yeah. No, it happens. Uh, or the, Hey man, can I do a guest set? And you, yeah. And they just go on, they run the light and they leave. Oh yeah. He ran the light for like. Ten, like it was a minutes. comic that like made my daughter cry. Cause my daughter was in the green room with my dad and she wanted to put on a show <laughs> and he's, and he's like, I'll watch the show. And he left and never came back. And she started crying. <laughs> <laughs> but he wasn't even doing it to be funny. He was just yeah. an asshole. Like, wasn't even like the guy was. An yeah. <laughs> so oh, anyway, uh, all right. Let's talk about some fights. You watched the fights over the weekend? Yeah, that you was that was one of the best. That was one of the best UFC cards I've seen in a long time. 
It really was. And I think it helped being in Austin because those people are insane. Now that it's summer, you might be looking for wholesome, convenient meals for sunny, active days. I, I know I am. Okay. And Factor, which is America's number one ready to eat meal kit. Not number two, number one. It can help you fuel up fast with flavorful and nutritious, ready to eat meals delivered right to your door. You'll save time. You'll eat well, and you'll stay on track reaching your goals, okay? Are you too busy with summer plans to cook? I am. It takes me forever to cook, and I ruin the meals. But I want to make sure that I'm eating well, and so should you. Well, with factors, skip the trip to the grocery store and skip the chopping and the prepping and the cleaning, okay? While still getting the flavor and the nutritional quality you need. The factor is fresh, never frozen. Ew. Uh, their meals are ready in just two minutes. That's right, two minutes. Although when I... Do stuff in two minutes, my wife complains, okay? But not with Factor. All you got to do is heat and enjoy and then get back outside and soak up this warm weather. Vitamin D, all right? Looking for calorie-conscious options this summer? You can try the delicious, dietitian approved calorie-smart meals with around or less than 550 calories per serving. That's that's, that's nothing. That's You burn that off, I don't know, jogging, all right? You need an extra boost, to support your wellness goals this summer? I do. I'll try the Protein Plus meals with 30 grams of protein. Hell yeah. Get get rough. Look at, look at these guns, people. All right? So check it out. Check out Factor. Head to factormeals.com slash roasted50 and use code roasted50 and get 50% off your first box. That's half off your first box. That's code roasted50 at factormeals.com slash Roasted 50 to get 50% off your first box. All right. Check it out. You're gonna thank me later. I got this cute dog. She's she's teething right now. Uh, but she's she's adorable. All right. No more biting. You gotta get some chew toys. So thank you guys so much. Hope you guys are having a wonderful day. And check out Factor right now. So the crowd was was going crazy. Uh yeah. that stoppage of Bobby Green was the worst I've ever seen in my life. You see that one? Yeah, keep bringing that up on the video. Yes. Show it. I don't think I've ever, I don't know what happened there. It. I don't know why that guy would, uh, the ref thinks this is, I've never seen it. And the guy's usually a pretty good ref. It wasn't even like a ref that's known for this. Here he goes. You see it, right? Yeah. Here we go. No, I remember this. I just haven't seen it in a while. I just want to look. One. All right, so he hits him there. Okay. Oh, he's wobbled. He's down. That, he's right there, you can stop it. And then let's go. Five, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, oh 16, 17. And now he's just out, out, out. Yeah. There were 17 extra extra strikes. Oh now, the I only mean, thing I'll I'll say is that it's possible. I, I don't know enough about Bobby Green's fight history, but there are a lot. Like, for example, Fr Frankie Edgar. He got to a point where refs were not stopping fights because he would always, like, miraculously come back from, like, being unconscious and winning. Yeah. So every time he was in that position, they'd be like, okay, it's Frankie Edgar. Let's go. Did Bobby Green have the same type of history? Not like that. Not like that. I mean, and he was not even like moving his head out of the way. It's no. one thing if you're on the ground and you're looking at the shots, but when you're face down covering and so I don't know what that ref should be suspended forever. Like, yeah. you're done. You're done, ref. Is Bobby Green okay? Do they? Yeah, he's okay. And, um, I, I don't know. If the, I don't know. If the ref had money on Bobby Green, or, or it was Bob. Maybe he <laughs> some weird prop, where it was like the other guy by submission or something. I don't know what, but that yeah. was just, that was just odd, odd, yeah. strange, awful. 
I hate. What did Dana it. say? Did Dana just go Dana off about? Dana said it was the worst he's ever seen. Dana said oh. it, it was the worst he's ever seen. Um, I'm sure that guy's now fired. Yes. See, I, think, I don't think the, the UFC can't fire him because they don't hire them. It's the it's the athletic committee. Oh. So uh, the UFC has no has no say in it. That's the problem. I mean, I think yeah. like Dana says enough times, like we don't want this guy. It's one thing, but yeah, that was. Uh, oh. That was crazy. Um, and then uh, the other ones that were crazy were the two slam back-to-back knockouts, which were... That, that I feel was, like I've only seen... Before that, I'd only seen one in UFC history where someone... And I think it was like Rampage. Maybe it was, it was Rampage. Rampage versus Arona, I believe it was. Uh, Ricardo Arona versus yeah. Rampage. And the thing about that is, dude, my first day ever at Jiu-Jitsu, a guy put on a triangle and I picked him up and did that. Obviously not knocking him out, but... The coach, who I think it was Mac Danzig at the time, was like, you can't do that. And I'm like, but I saw it on TV. So like, yeah, yeah, you're not allowed to do that. I, I thought that you were allowed to do that. I mean. No, um, no. But yeah. I mean, let me just say this. For anyone in this position, if you are, if, well, yeah, he had the triangle. I mean, if you have the triangle and someone stands up, first of all, that's scary. What's happened to me, even well, just in a class, it's scary. But when someone stands up, you let go of the triangle immediately. Well, the first one was there. The first one was an arm bar. So uh, it wasn't. Oh, that's right. That's a, that's a, that that one was more was weirder to me. Yeah, right here. Now he finds his way on top. Chipping away with little elbows. We see Selecki. He's trying to stop. Because you're never going to give up that arm bar. Once you have the arm and you have the hand in the glove, you're going to keep that. Oh uh, no, maybe it wasn't try. Oh, he goes to the arm bar here. Yeah. Yeah, the arm bar. Yeah, that was so fast. There's no way. That's crazy. Um. So what? Who did what wrong there? Obviously, the guy is not getting knocked out. But what should he have done? I mean, like I said, like that guy, he had the arm like that. And when you have the arm, particularly with like the the MMA gloves, people don't say it, but you can like actually dig your fingers in that glove. You have like really good purchase on it. So I don't think that um I can't imagine letting go of the arm bar. You think you have it? I mean, he had a pretty good position on it. So the fact that that was also a weird slam because it wasn't like straight up and down back of the head. It was a sideways one, right? Which I've never, I've definitely never seen a sideways slam where someone went out like that. You think? It I was mean, you know, like, and you, you think and it was just like, like the right angle at the right? It was a, a fluke. Yeah, that, I think that one was a, was a complete fluke because he wasn't, he didn't go up that high. He just hit his shoulder and then boom. I mean, obviously, the, the, the you know what they say is like you just have to tuck your chin in is if you're going down as, as hard as you can. But maybe, like you said, this is like a very hard mat for some reason. Yeah, I think the mat was harder, but I also think that that guy, um, that guy Dracar is an explosive wrestler. I think he was like yeah. a three-time state ah. champ from Michigan, like had great, ridiculous upper body strength. And the other guy seemed like he was this kind of a wiry jiu-jitsu guy. Yes. You know? And I think when those two meet <laughs> and one guy just has way more force than the other guy, I'm yeah, I used to think that jujitsu was like what you needed more than anything else to really win in MMA, but now it's it's. Not, I mean, even like Gary Tonin and one, you know, he was he was kind of running through people for a while, but then once people kind of got wise to his heel hook leg game, he he'd like roll under for the leg and they would just fucking hammer fist him until he went yeah. out. You know. Yeah, I mean, I think it's like you can't just have jujitsu, and that's what happened with that guy Ryan Hall. Is that a lot of these guys are even Crone Gracie. You know, in a jiu-jitsu yeah. match, these guys beat anybody. But, yeah. I mean, you can't just have wrestling. You can't just have boxing. You can't just have anything. But yeah. especially if, if if you have a bottom game, 
Yeah. Uh, you know. It's crazy how few Gracies have succeeded in MMA. They've all tried it. I mean, almost all of them have really tried well, it. Well, no, I mean, Hoyce. Hendo. Okay, I'm talking about after the initial, oh, oh, I'm oh, talking yeah, about yeah, the past yeah. 20 years. Right, right, right. Now, is that slam legal in jiu-jitsu? No, no, not at all. What would they do? They would just call it off? I think you'd be DQ'd, yeah. They have a pretty heavy, you you get DQ'd in jiu-jitsu if you like if you win and then go ha 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 you'll get DQ'd. Uh, really? Take. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. But they let you take steroids. Well, depending on the promotion. If it's Gordon Ryan, yeah, they let you take because Gordon, wow. I mean, by the way, I actually really appreciate the fact that Gordon Ryan's like, yeah, I do steroids. So what? It's legal in my sport. Yeah. And everyone I know, else is like, I mean, it's bullshit and their shoulders like this. I, but so what? I mean, yeah, he admits to cheating. I mean, well, I guess it's not cheating if it's not illegal, right? Exactly. Um, exactly. All right. So then here's the other slam that happened. The next fight, which is um, crazy. So here we go. Back to back. Cody, here's the other one. Yeah, this is a triangle. Yeah. Oh. I'm not sure now, he he, right away. Yeah, exactly. He might not I have gone like, out from the slam. So he might have been the fist. Wow. He's out. Wow. Oh, man. That's and the that traditional. Kid, that's kind of like the rampage slam. Yeah, and that kid was undefeated, too. Um, but, man, it's, it's crazy. Like you're, It's always like you're undefeated until something like that happens because you, you don't expect it. It's like Ben Askren. Yeah. With the flying knee, like I read Ben Askren's book, and he's like, he's like everything else. He's like, I'm. He even admits to being on the spectrum, but he's like, you know, once I see something happens once, I study it over and over and over again. But that never happened to me before, so I had no way of dealing with it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm sure this guy who's six and zero probably never been slammed before like that, yeah. especially. So that was a uh, that was the second one, um, but that was exciting. Back to back too, which is insane. Yeah, and then there were two other fights on the car where the guy was losing, came back and won. That happened. Yeah. So it was like that was definitely probably the best, the best undercard. And then Clay Guida, who got the shipping out of him, and what was it, the first round, and came back and won, won the second, lost the third. But damn, that was pretty awesome. Uh, yeah, you gotta love Clay Guida. I, I just I can't believe he's still doing it. How old is he now? Forty one, and he looks more ripped now than he did when he was thirty one. Like. Yeah, I don't know what he's taking or what he's doing or what, but <laughs> it's it's not usually normal to look better at forty than you did no. at thirty. Uh, now, if HGH can they test for HGH? Is that something that's like sort of semi legal in UFC because you can't really test for it? I think you can test for it, but I don't think you'd want to do it because that would just put on muscle and thickness yeah. and growth, human growth. Whereas yeah. other things like you'd almost want to get more ripped, you know. Um, yeah. So, I, I mean, I know uh, McCor if McCorkle comes on, I know he's in a lot of pain, a lot, a lot of pain. So, uh, I don't know if he's going to come today, but if he comes Did he have on, a surgery? Having so dude, he's, oh, I've never met a guy in more physical pain than he is. Like, I, I people that get into car accidents and, you know, get shot in the face, you know, in the face have yeah. less, less long term. I think it's because also he's six seven, three hundred and thirty pounds. And his his body's not supposed to be that big. Like he's basically like Shrek. He's not supposed and he's not supposed to live like that. So yeah. And then when he all the and then he started MMA at like 28, 29. Oh, really? Yeah, he was a great college, he was a great high school and college basketball player. He should be showing me highlights of him. He was doing like windmill dunks in high school. Just, 
murdering kids and, and but yeah so you got to think of like his body wasn't prepared for that it's like when you no. start wrestling late they end up or jujitsu late yeah. they end up fucking up their bodies because so imagine what he was doing yeah. and then he's going with all heavyweight well i mean that's the problem with with, with steroids in general is you, a lot of people like their muscles growing away they're not proportional to their bones so they just they get in they're way more injury prone they look weird i mean we know you know there's a comic that we both know that got on testosterone, but his body was not an athletic body. Yeah, he just yeah, couldn't yeah. maintain it. And now he just is like skinny fat, you know. Or just and his head's of- all weird. I think he was taking HGH too. Like his head is Yeah, like- there's something 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 happened there. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think he did like Botox or something. So it's like all of it is just strange. Like and, and I understand he's like, oh I want to look, I want but like for tech, if if you have like a, a the body or like what's it like a, a ectomorph or whatever like a slovenly like female body and you do test it's just gonna look weird yeah 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 it's uh i don't know man but you gotta age gracefully it's like you don't need especially with women women too man you see these women that that would have all the face and the back and the tits and, the, <laughs> and the, you're just like what like i can't fuck you from 40 feet away and that's where you look good oh, you look good i love 40. the hallmark movies because i don't know if you watch the hallmark christmas movies Yes, I don't. Because uh, all you know, all the actors are in their forties, which is great, or maybe late thirties, but they're all getting serious Botox, uh, and it's all everything's all about joy and surprise and wonderment, and their face is the exact same the whole movie. You know, I, oh, it's, it's hilarious. Yeah, and now everyone's taking that uh, that that shot, whatever it's called, uh, um, Ozempic. Ozempic, and that can't be healthy either. Like, I I, did, I tried it. How did it did it work for you? I felt like uh, I was had acid reflux the whole time. I never had a quality shit, and uh, I felt like I want to kill myself. So yeah, so I got off it. <laughs> well, people are taking it. And they're like, "Oh, it's great! It, it cures gambling addiction, and it cures what? it cures sex addiction, it cures cocaine addiction." It, because you have no money to buy anything else. <laughs> People say you don't. You're gonna eat better. You're not gonna eat as much. Like, oh, you know, everything has consequences. There's always nothing. Yeah. Is that no, there's no magic pill. There's no magic nope. shot. So no. this is like, and most people that take it are looking skinny fat too. Like their necks are, 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 are They have that uh, you know, those whatever peacat. What do they call bird necks or something? Whatever the like they. Yeah, like, and we you've heard of Ozempic face. You heard the term Ozempic face? No, that's a thing now. Yes, and I will only say this because she would never listen to the podcast. But um, but baby mama, she got on Manjaro, which is another one. Always, she's a very beautiful woman. She's always been like, but she wanted to lose the baby weight, and she got on it, and like literally, like her face looked like Skeletor. It just got so like uber chiseled and and then she'd like contour her makeup the same way and i was like don't contour your makeup because now you look like like a, an x-ray you know and now people say matt rice had a chin job i don't even know that was even an option you i don't think that's true you gotta you can get chin jobs now i don't think you got a chin job <laughs> i don't even what is <laughs> that just even, people hate how, how does that happen what do you do like what is a chin job like you didn't get a chin job i'm telling you people <laughs> People are saying you got to. People want to hate on Matt Rife, but he did not. Matt Rife is look. He was my feature for three years, and there'd be times I'd be sitting with him at lunch. I'd be like, "This guy's retardedly handsome." I mean, it's yeah, like yeah. Uh, it's unfair, you know. But nice kid, yeah. right? Nice guy. 
he, yeah, he's got a streak. Oh, he's, he's a nice guy, but he's got a streak. He's got a like a, a little a streak on the DL, which which is you know which is fine. We all have one. Right, right. So Don Fry just joined us. Hey, Don. Hey guys, I apologize. Buddy of mine from the fire department came over. So, what did you guys do? Bum. Huh? What did you guys do? Oh, we just bullshitted for about thirty minutes, maybe twenty <laughs> minutes late. Yeah. You know, I told I told you I'd be ten minutes late, so then I ended up thirty. You're either an hour early or thirty minutes late. Which is yeah, easy. yeah, yeah. That's the way. That's the way it works. So, uh, how you all doing? Good, good, good. Uh, we were talking about uh, a, a lot of things, but uh, I, was, I was talking about um, uh, we're talking about the fight. You watched the fights last weekend? No, sir, I did not. Uh, did a, not a couple, remember. a couple slam, a couple slam knockouts. One of the worst stoppages I've ever seen. You got so, yeah. right, so I'll show you the, the the stoppage. Bob, the Bobby Green one. Uh, we're talking about this, this. All right, Donald. What should happen to the to the to this ref? Right, hold on. One, two, three, four, five, six. Oh, is he hitting him at all? Or is yes. he missing him? He's hitting him. Okay, he is now. Yeah, he is now. Oh, even before that, go here. One, two, three, four, five, six. But seven, he is moving. Eight, nine. Yeah. What you got to realize is all those aren't making the proper connection. He might be hidden, but he's hitting at a bot off angle, and they're not making any significant impact. You know? I don't know, man. So that was uh, Dana said it was the worst stoppage he's ever seen. I I, I got to agree. Uh, too late. Yeah, way too late. Way you know, too early. <laughs> way too late. Come on, Don's from the he's from the front for the Pride days. It's a different oh different yeah. way. Well, then they were Dana's, Dana's complaining, you know, shit, you know. <laughs> yeah, you're not, not getting it in properly. <laughs> and then there were two of these, right? Back, it was back to back slams. Minute plus of this fight. So here, yeah. here, here's the first one. Chipping him out of little old eyes. We see Selecki. He was trying to stand up there a second ago, trying to post on his left arm and pull the legs out. Once he goes to close doors, on one to the arm. So that's did you ever do it to anybody, Don? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. You know, you gotta realize I fought heavyweights, man. Shit. You know, oh, yeah. It's, yeah. It's not just taking somebody up and you know. <laughs> and then here's the yeah. second one that happened three minutes uh, like the next fight over. Oh. So this is back to back slam. Which is, which is crazy. Uh, yeah. So does this prove, Don, that jujitsu doesn't work? Yeah. Yeah. In a fight, no, it does not work. It's it's good in a, in a competition, you know. What I mean, but it's not it's not a fight combat, you know, mm -hmm. um, style. You know, it, it's it's a sport. It's a sport style. It's it's like taekwondo. But I mean, mm -hmm. I mean, it works from the top as far as submitting people, but I, you know, not for you, right? Works from the top or from the bottom? Uh, from, like for the guy from the top, you get to work with a rear naked choke or a guillotine, but from the bottom, it doesn't work, right? In a fight? Oh, in a fight? No, no, because the guy's 
you know, sticking a bunch of knuckles in your face, you know, <laughs> if, if, he, if he knows what he's doing. Did you ever oh, get yeah. submitted, Don, Don, in a way that surprised you? Were you ever submitted during Pride or UFC in a way that was like, oh, wow, that's weird. He got that submission. Uh, fuck. No. Nah. <laughs> no, I don't think so. But yeah, anytime you get submitted, it's a surprise, you know? <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Yeah. So we got we got Jamal Emmers here, by the way. Jamal Emmers coming off a huge win. Uh Brazilian Jitsu Congratulations. Brown belt. Uh thank you. He's a, a badass fighter. One of one of the best. One of the best out there. Uh lost a couple split decisions that should have went his way. One of them had a fight, 10 people, 10 press out of 10 said he won. And they gave it to the other guy. That that was that was straight racism, right, Jamal? that's how the game goes i've been fighting long enough to know how that works uh that's it's not the first time i'm more your your uh your your wi-fi is breaking up a little bit um is there oh good i was wondering if it was me if i let the judges oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Jamal, is there anywhere better you have better Wi-Fi? Just because we're hearing every third word. Oh, oh. Is this better? Yeah, that's way better. Are you in are you in All Florida? Right. No, I'm in Whittier. Whittier. Okay. That's where yeah. you, you uh, grew up in California, right? No, I'm not from California at all. I'm from Florida. Oh, you're Miami. from Florida? Yeah. Yeah. And you were a big wrestler. Now, Jamal, you're... Boy, you've done great research on this guy. Yeah, you're amazing. (laughs) (laughs) You started watching MMA because your dad liked Pride, right? Yeah, yeah. It was watching guys like Don Fry, for example, yes. Did you ever watch Don Fry with your dad growing up? Of course, yeah. He just said that, you big dummy. He said guys like (laughs) Don Fry. He didn't say actual Don Fry. I mean, of (laughs) course, Don Fry. Yeah, of course, yeah. Uh, now, what, now, what was that like? So your dad would like put in the VHS and say, "Hey, man, come here, let's watch some fighting." <laughs> yeah, it was it was pretty much that. Uh, we would. Uh, I mean, my parents went through a divorce, so that was uh, we we did that on bonding time. Besides, play yeah. video games, so it was something else for us to bond over. So it was that. Yeah. So your your parents got divorced. Dad moved out. You would come, and he'd be like, "Hey, kid, come here." Let's watch some fighting, and then, yeah. uh, that's that's pretty awesome. And then you, you start wrestling. People beat each other up, <laughs> <laughs> and you started wrestling just to get good at fighting. Yeah, uh, that, yeah, that was the idea. Was watching all the wrestlers dominate, uh, especially coming up, you know. Um, yeah, because I was a kid in the early two thousand, so that's what I was watching. I was watching wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So yeah, wrestling, wrestling, wrestling makes all the difference in the world, doesn't it? It teaches yeah. you, it teaches yeah. you, you know, how to how to make sacrifices, you know, discipline, you know, right, and get your ass to working hard, yeah, right, right, keeps you accountable for yourself, yes, absolutely. And now, uh, and now did you win the states in high school, or were you were you good? No, nah, I suck. <laughs> <laughs> really? Hey, you still yeah. got the discipline. You still got the discipline. That's what matters. Yeah, yeah. So no wrestling in college? I wrestled a year in college. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know how that happened. Like, um, yeah. So, <laughs> but yeah, uh, just did. And then what did you do after wrestling? Did you any other sports or were you just like chasing women, which most people do? No, I got right into MMA after that. 
Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. yeah. And that and that's in California. No, that was in Texas first. Oh, that was yeah. in Texas, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. So you moved to Texas. You went yeah, to I lived in a, I lived in a lot of different uh, places. I went to school in Iowa. Wow, which one? Yeah, uh, Wardorf. Is that is that a real school? Yeah, it's a NAI school. It's a. It's a... <laughs> Were there other black people there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all hung out together too. <laughs> <laughs> all four, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, that was yeah, that was um, culture shock. That was the first time I experienced that moving up there. Yeah. Wow. Um, so, so then you went to so from Iowa. So you so then you were at Iowa. You were wrestling in Iowa, mm -hmm. uh, and then you wrestled for one year. You joined. Did you did you finish college? No, I just went for one year, and that was it. And I, like I, I realized it wasn't for me. I was like, I don't even know why I'm here. Like I would ask, ask people, say, why, why are you here? And they all <laughs> knew. <laughs> and I, I was like, man, I don't have a clue. I was like, that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, that's so then you started doing Then so you went to an MMA gym in where? In uh, in the Texas? Yeah, in San Antonio. Um, a Brazilian top team. Got it. it. Was the first gym I trained at. Yeah. And then, and then your first thirteen fights, a couple of them came against you. Beat Corey Sanhagen, right? Yep. yep. Oh, yeah. That's impressive. And, yeah, you beat a lot of good guys like early, right? Yeah. So that, so that, and then, uh, and then you finally get to Dana White's Contender Series. You're all excited. Mm -hmm. You win the first round, and then the second round didn't go so well. No, <laughs> it did. <laughs> so like. Uh, that was that was one of those things where I, I'm I'm glad I learned that lesson because mm. I wasn't uh, mentally prepared to be in the UFC at that point in time. Mm. Um, it, it it was eye opening for me because I that I've never been knocked out before ever like ever in life. That was the one and only time that happened. So I was like, oh, this is like. This is for real, for real. Like I don't know. Wake up call, isn't it? Yeah, it really oh, yeah. is. Like you think, like yeah, you know the sport dangerous, but until it yeah. happened to you, it happened to you. So I was like, oh man, it happened to me. So yeah. like, all right. So yeah, that made that yeah, made like, uh, a lot of difference after wow. that fight. Yeah. But then you came back. You won four in a row. Mm-hmm. And then the UFC made the call. How good did that feel? Oh, that felt great. Yeah, that felt great. I was like, good. Yeah, Congratulations, man. For. Yeah. Yeah. Dun, da, da, da. It's not a bird. It's not a plane. It's a ball trimmer sent from space. Gentlemen, our friends over at Manscaped have been working night and day to bring you a below-the-waist grooming experience like none other with their brand-new Performance Package 5.0 Ultra featuring the Lawnmower 5.0. We're talking about a next-generation trimmer with interchangeable blade heads for whatever shave your mind can imagine. That's right. Upgrade your grooming game to the Ultrasphere this year by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with code MMA Roasted. High tech for low places. Manscaped. I'm telling you, people, I use Manscaped all the time. My balls feel amazing. Amazing. Okay. If you have a girlfriend or a boyfriend and they put their balls, you or you put your balls in their mouth, okay, or they put their balls in your mouth, whatever it is, okay, you want your balls, you want them, you want them shaved, 
You want them feeling good. It's just, it's a whole new experience, okay? AI is cool, but I think this might be the biggest technological advancement the world has seen in the past decade. Now, every man knows how scary it is when going for a close shave. Oh my God, I've I've cut myself. It's it's horrible. And then the whole day you're like, ugh, just just not feeling good. It just just shaving like your your balls are just ugh. It's and you're wearing boxers and it's just going against you. And you're like, ugh, not good, not good. Okay, their fifth generation trimmer features two interchangeable next gen skin safe blade heads. A standard one for taking a little off the top and a new foil blade for go smooth whenever your heart desires. Okay, I'm telling you, they also have the Weed Whacker 2.0, which features skin-safe technology, which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. Very delicate. Okay, so get 20% off plus free shipping with the code MMAROASTED at manscaped.com. 20% off plus free shipping with the code MANSCAPED at, no, with the code MMAROASTED at manscaped.com. I promise you, you've never seen a ball trimmer look like a spaceship. Get yours today with our folks at Manscaped. You're, people, you're going to thank me when you have nice, shaved balls that feel really good. Check it out, Manscaped. Do you get the call from Dana or who calls you? No, my manager called. Okay. Um, yeah. You know, I think he talked to Sean. Sean yeah, Shelby. No, yeah. I mean, now, um, at that time, are you working odd jobs to make thing, make ends meet? Are you? Yeah, I'm just coaching at this point. Coaching, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Uh, and now, now you got a yeah. record of 20 wins with seven losses. Although some of those losses are like bullshit. Oh, it said your your dad rented Pride Tapes from Blockbuster too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, like, it was a it was a while ago. And <laughs> by the way, that was the type of thing when you had to go to the 18 plus room to get those fights because they were like. Considered like human cockfighting, like you couldn't get him uh, in the regular section of Blockbuster. You had to go I, in like I don't, yeah, adult. I don't think yeah. so. Yeah, because I never, I never like picked them out. My dad, would, he saw it and grabbed it, so I'm like, all right, let's watch this. And then you, I mean, they they had you against Giga Chikadze. You lost a split decision. That's a that's a tough fight right there. Um, yeah. Then you had one fight. I remember the Chaz Skelly where he's in the back, so Chaz walks out and he's ready to fight, mm-hmm. and then Jamal starts having back spasms. So right. then. Chaz is out there like dancing, like like, and then they just w- what happened there? Oh, so I found out I had a herniated disc. Yeah, yeah. I could oh. I couldn't even y'all couldn't even stand up. It was hard to stand up. Yeah, you found that out while they were introducing you. Yeah. Well, like up that week, um, uh, I'll say it happened Wednesday. It was uh, I was warming up. I'm moving. I'm fine up until Wednesday. Fine up. So I'm moving around. Next thing you know, like I hit a, a sharp pain just shoot right down my leg, and I'm like, "Oh man, this is this is odd." So I'm like, oh, "Maybe I need to collapse." No, I didn't collapse. No, I didn't collapse. Like I, I kept trying to move and like warm my leg. I up. have, I've, yeah, I've yeah. done that, man. Just collapsing, like what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was just, it was just, it was just weird. So I just figured, like, mm, maybe I can just stretch it out. Uh, so the more I moved, the worse it got. And then the, like the worse it got, the yeah, worse it yeah. got. So we right, I'm right in the PI. So I let, I let everybody know, like, uh, like, I don't know what I just did to my back and is I can't move. So they lift my shirt up and they see how inflamed my back is. You can see 
you can like see it. It was like taking pictures and showing me how swollen my back was, and I was like, "Oh man!" <laughs> I was like, "I didn't even like." I was like, "How?" I'm like, "I'm like, what happened? Did I pull a muscle in my back or something?" And like they trying to like work it out. Uh, even that whole the rest of the time there, like I'm trying to get massages to get get my mobility back, and like the more they rubbed on it, the worse it got. So I'm mm-hmm. like, oh. and I tried to fight it. Like yeah. I tried to be a I tried to be a tough guy, but I couldn't even get up. Like, but the rock, yeah. Uh, but they're introducing you. Oh, but they introduce the right. other guy. So then, when do you tell them? Like, I'm not. You say I'm not. <laughs> like, they they already know. Up like they know. Like I already told. I let I, when I told the PI, I told everybody. Like the whole UFC know when I when I told the PI. Like because they catalog everything. They let they let they let everybody know like what's going on because like I'm fighting on the card. So I, I told like I I let them I let it be known like my coach let it be known. So we like we trying to work through it. Like maybe yeah. I could fight through it. Like my coach was like, look man, you you probably got two rounds. Like he gave me two rounds, and he said after that like. Let's just let's just hope yeah. he run out of gas. That would have been funny if you had like a wheelchair and you would have wheeled out there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's crazy. So what happened? Yeah. So what happened? So the so the, the what happened? The, doc, the doctor came in and he was like, "Stand up and walk to me." He was at the door. He was like, "Just stand up and walk to me." And that that'll determine if I'll let you fight or not. And I was like, "Fuck!" Right. So I was like, "All right." I can't get up. I couldn't. I like I roll. I rolled over like and like (laughs) tried to get up. Like no, I really tried to get up. Like the way they told me how to get up, like the proper way to sit up, like so I don't hurt myself. And he was like, "Man," he looked at me. He was like, "Man, just," he said, "Just lay down and walked out." And I was like, "Oh my god, yeah." (laughs) Like he, yeah. So, so that happened. Yeah, that's crazy. Did Dana say anything? Like, hey, how long were you out for? I was out for like four, I'd probably say like four months because um, like I had yeah. to do rehab. They gave me like some shots for it. And it, it took a while to get me back to normal. And I'm oh. still like, it's still like kind of weird. Like I can still feel it someday. So it was just like, oh, well, but it's not, it's not. Dana, Dana took care of you on over. Yeah. No, the, no, the UFC took care of me. They looked, they looked out for me. Yeah. 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 That's nice, man. That's nice when they do that. You know, it makes you feel appreciated, don't it? You know? Right. 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 Makes, you work, makes you work a lot harder for them. Yeah. Too. So, with pride like yeah. that, Don, did pride do it sure does. Sure fucking does. Don, did I? Pride, yeah. Pride took care of me. Um, pardon? No, go on. Pardon? No, go on. Pride took care of you. What's that? I know I'm asking you the same yeah, question. Yeah, Pride took care of me. Oh, nice, nice, nice. So, uh, so where do you yeah, live? Pride now? took care of me. Bob Myrowitz took care of me. Oh, good. Uh, now, uh, Jamal, where do you live now? Oh, uh, right now I'm I'm in I live in NorCal now. I'm I'm just around here visiting uh, SoCal. Uh, but y'all live in um uh Jackson. That's uh outside of Sacramento near Stockton area. Nice. You uh yeah. got girlfriend, kids? Nah, single guy, no kids, just trying to chase this dream of being a fighter. No, you know? like, I thought you're black. 
Hey, you're black. What do you mean you don't have any kids? <laughs> yeah, a, lot, a, a few of us don't have kids. Not all, <laughs> black, not all black people have kids. Um, <laughs> Don's like old racist. Like he, he's it's no. Like, I'm from the, I'm, I'm from the south. I understand. I'm not. I'm not tripping. Oh, good, good, good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got you got you got a sense of humor. You're a man. No, you know, no I got a sense of humor. You're a fucking man. You yeah. laugh. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. laugh at life instead of instead of fucking crying about everything and having everything pull you down. You rise above it. Yeah, sure. Right. Yeah. You know, that's so what you, you do. You gotta enjoy life. You gotta enjoy life. And, exactly. and play with it, you know. Fuck if you if you're miserable all the time, you're gonna have a miserable existence, right? So, who are you training with now? Um, I'm at Alpha Male. Uh, I'm in between Alpha Male, and when I'm in SoCal, I train with uh my buddy Jumby. Um, he's my striking coach. Oh, nice. And we got we got guys out of there. I train with uh Taco. He's a he's a up next champ at one uh one fifty five up next champ. He fought um a week before me actually. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Finish the guy like brutally, you know. Um, got some good guys in there. So, how do you like work, training with like uh, Faber and all those guys? Oh man, I love training with them guys. They like the information. They love this sharing that room is crazy. Like they don't, they don't mind sharing information. He's a and good I guy. Love, yeah, and and yeah. I love information. So I'm like, oh man, I get all this cool info, and I get to bounce ideas off these guys, and like see different techniques and like different styles of like it's just it's just a nice room to train in. I love I like training in that room. How did you end up in Northern California? Yeah. Uh all right, long story short. So uh my coach sold his gym and like I was like I was the only fighter he was like still like training. So he was like, hey, let's just let's just go up there and to move to North Cal and and see if we can make it work up there. And I was like, what are we going to train at? <laughs> so he was like, we're going to train at Alpha Mill. I was like, oh, okay. So he was like, yeah, let's just do it. And we've been doing it ever since. It's been me and him for, what, like, shoot, the past two years. Yeah. It kind of sounds like he kidnapped you. <laughs> no, he didn't kidnap me. Because I, 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 I had my own apartment and everything. I was living in Redlands. And he was like, hey, let's just, he said, I'm going to just sell a gym. I was like, word? Like, yeah, man. He said, I'm gonna just put he said, I'm gonna just put all my effort into you. You're the only fighter I got. And I was like, so that's it? He was like, Yeah. I was like, Wow. I was like, yeah. So yeah, he that's did belief, that. man. He believes in you. Oh, for sure. So like I gotta make it work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So who do you want to fight that's next? That's nice, man. That's nice. Who do you want to fight next? Anybody. Like, I'm like anybody. It's it's there's so many guys I'm like looking at now, and I'm seeing. I'm like, what? What's the quickest way I could get to the top ten, right? And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, it's it's like, I could say like ten guys. I'm like, I'm possibly gonna fight. Like I done, done saw them, looked at it, looked at some of their fights, looked at their records, and I'm like, okay, I gotta be maybe two of the ten, and I can move up pretty quick. So it just depends on who they give me. Um, like I'm not trying to call my shot right now because I need to like get some momentum, some more momentum. Um, so yeah, it's just whoever they give me. Nice, nice. Well, listen, Jamal, I'm a big fan. Thank you for coming on the show. Yeah. You're, you're killing it, man. You you, you live with the dream. You're, you're yeah. Killing. 
You're doing so good. I, I am. Nice, I am yeah, nice to meet you, brother. Nice to meet you. Yeah, it's nice to meet you, too. I, I love it's it. It's a pleasure. Right. Have a happy holiday, brother. All right, you, too. Y'all have a nice day. Good luck. Okay. Good luck, partner. All right, that was Jamal Embers. Nice guy. Real nice guy. Yeah. Uh, really nice guy. Really nice yeah. guy. Sure. And I love the fact that the guy gets knocked out. I'm impressed. Yeah, wins four fights and comes back. I mean, that's fucking, you know. So his last fight was a win? Yeah, last fight was a win. One round. Um, oh, that's awesome. But it's the one thing you can't teach is heart. You know, you get these guys, they they they, they win, you know, 10 in a row. Right. They lose one, and you never see them again. You never see them again, you know? Uh, right. And then you got guys like that. You know, he, he finally gets the contender. He loses. He gets knocked out. He wins four in a row. He win, You know, he loses a shitty decision. He comes back. He, he wins. You know, it's just. So one thing, man, uh, I wish you could teach heart. I just think, I think you could teach heart, but it's got to be early in life. I don't think you could teach heart when someone's an athlete. I think at that point, it's too late. I think you got to teach heart when they're like three and four and five. And then it carries yeah. on, you know? Right. So. They got to grow into it. You know, they got to they gotta develop it and keep, keep growing that. The heart's got to grow with the person. Yeah. yeah. Tom, what was the most adversity you faced as a fighter? Uh, breaking my neck, I guess. Jesus Christ. My back, broke my back a couple of times, I broke my laugh. neck. I don't mean to laugh at you breaking your neck. Did you break I mean, your neck? You never hear that. Did you make it break it during the fight? No. Um, first, time, first time I broke it, I was in college. And um, you know we we were out, we out drinking and running around those three wheelers, you know. And I, cr I crashed the three wheeler, and I just thought I fucked up my shoulder, you know. I didn't know I broke my neck until twenty years later when I Jesus. broke it again, and they fixed it. The guy comes in and says, "When's the when's the last first time you broke your neck?" You know. You know. What are you doing? <laughs> oh, oh shit! No. You know and and um. Yeah. Fuck. But yeah, I, I broke it doing pro wrestling and then they, they fused it and I was back in the ring in three months, you know, because I worked for the Japanese and they're not going to give you a, a lot of time off, you know, <laughs> they expect yeah. you to make your, earn your money. Yeah. There was one guy, Don, I just saw on TikTok that I'd say he's not as tough as you, but if there was another, if there was a guy in your, in your uh, bracket, Tex, Tex Cobb, have you ever, have you ever hung out <laughs> yeah. with Tex Cobb? Yeah. <laughs> you know I love Tex Cobb. I think you he's a great. No, you know I, guy is? So he, yeah, he, that's the only name that's manlier than Don Fry. <laughs> so this guy, Bill, I, 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 went into like, <laughs> I went into a Tex Cobb, like, what do they call it? Like uh deep, deep dive where this guy was like, an, he's an actor. He was an actor. He was a boxer and he fought like the, yeah. Just went the distance with Ali, like uh, holy shit! And he and he, and he beat him. He he beat him in boxing. The guy he was like he was a boxer. And then he became he was a kickboxer, a boxer, and an actor. And he's one of these guys that just won fights by people punching him in the face, like people breaking their hands. Yeah, Larry Holmes. Larry. <laughs> like, <laughs> did you ever Larry meet, Holmes? You ever meet Tex Cobb? No, I saw him one time when I was in college. 
up at it, up there. Uh, um, we were at the uh, Las Vegas tournament, and I saw him in the um, uh, in the casino. I was like, "Man, that's one of the ugliest people on the planet." Yeah, you know, sure. <laughs> but uh, a good buddy of mine, good buddy of mine, Stuart Wilson. He, he was a training partner with Tex Cobb, so he's got stories about Cobb. What do you say about him? He said he's a fucking crazy bastard, man. He's tougher than <laughs> shit. You know, he says, you know, he, when he fought, when he fought Larry Holmes, you know, he's just a punching bag for, you know, what, 12, 15 rounds, whatever long they, they fought back then. And um, he said, after the fight, you know, they, were, they were, went to his uh, hotel room. The guy just had a tub full of ice and had a bunch of beer. And he's just sitting around <laughs> drinking beer like nothing happened, you know? <laughs> This guy, Tex Cobb, you got to tougher, tougher and fucking nails. Oh my god, this guy, and he looks—he kind of looks like Don a little bit. Like he's got that that manly face, not as handsome. Oh. As, he's got a mustache, and, and he was a—he's a big actor. Like he was in a lot of movies. Like a real sounds familiar. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh my god, and he's right out of out of, out of the school of Don Fry of just a, <laughs> yeah. one of the toughest human beings you've ever seen in your life. Like. And, and uh, yeah, Tex Cobb and Don Fry. I feel like you guys. Thank you. Oh my God. Thank you. Um, That's a hell of a compliment. Thank you. No, well, I mean, <laughs> I I think you were a lot better fighter than him. I, you know, because he was. You were the champion. He wasn't the champion at fighting, you know. Uh, but he was. Uh, but he was up there. He was right. And, he was and people already thought he was a joke because he was an actor. But no, he just mm -hmm. would just get. I just get punched in the face over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> winning the fight. <laughs> it was crazy. Um, yeah, you ever see the movie The Champ? The yeah. Champ, Ricky Schroeder's uh, John first Voight? movie. And John Voight. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was he was the he was the opponent. He was John Voight's opponent in the in the boxing match. Oh wow. So this is like this predates you then, Don, a little bit, right? You must be a little bit older. Yeah. Oh yeah, by a long time, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was basically the, the like the original Don Fry. Yeah, uh, and then yeah, so uh, and uh, so all right, some other things that happened. So Jamal Hill, I guess, so he's he was the champion. He he got hurt. He had to like uh, vacate his belt. So all over the news on TMZ last week, Jamal Hill arrested for domestic violence. Right? Turns out he beat up his brother. Oh, that doesn't count. <laughs> Yeah, like I guess he went to his yeah, brother's that's not house. domestic. I guess he went to his brother's house. And there were rats everywhere, and he punched his teeth out to clean up, or something <laughs> happened with him and his brother. But uh, yeah, all over TMZ, domestic violence. Like, does that count as domestic violence? No, there's no. gonna be a different word for it. No, fuck no. I mean, what a misleading <laughs> title. Sibling, right? sibling violence. Right. Yeah. Sibling disagreement. Um, yeah, sibling rivalry gone too far. That's what should be called. So uh, Kelvin Gaston, right. his fight right. that sucked. Kelvin lost his fight. He um, yeah. got to, went down to one seventy. Oh, went up against Sean Brady, and Brady just beat him up like not even on the feet. Just took him down. Just crazy because Kelvin's a wrestler. Kelvin was a state champ yeah. wrestler, and he yeah. I don't even know if Sean Brady wrestled in high school or college, but. He just kept taking him down, taking him down, and and submitted him in the third. And that, it sucked because this was Kevin's final 170. 
Yeah. Uh, but do you think this is the end of the road for Kelvin as a, I UFC? don't know, man. Like, I think it's weird. Cause when he went out to 185, <clears throat> he was a lot faster than everybody. Cause he should have been a 170 pounder. And yeah. I think he also had a lot of power. I think people were like, he knocked out Bisbing. He knocked out Vitor Belfort. He knocked out, he stopped Tim Kennedy. I think people didn't realize how strong he was. Where at 170, he's not as quick as he was. Yeah. But I think give him another fight or two at 170. I don't think it's the end of the road for Kelvin. I just think he's adapting to, to the weight yeah. class. Uh, Misha Tate won, never looked better. Uh, so Misha. That's wild to me. Yeah, what? What? That she's forty. I always think she's like semi-retired. You know, I think you could. I think women's MMA, you could fight older. Uh, really? It, I don't think it. I. I don't think you. Uh, yeah, maybe because it's not as deep, not as many people. But I think experience also plays a huge factor in women's MMA. Uh, but Misha looked great. Uh, and bare knuckle fighting, Don. You watched the bare knuckle fighting? Who'd she fight? Uh, Misha fought. Uh, Misha fight. She fought this girl from who got kicked out of her gym a couple years ago. Um, what's her name? Uh, but Misha just dominated her, uh, and the girl was ranked number like eleven. Uh, she fought Julia Avila. Uh, so yeah, she she looked great. Um, she wants to rematch against Holly Holm again. They want to do that, but she beat Holly Holm the first time. Yeah. But she wants to fight Holly Holm again. I guess they're offering Ronda Rousey allegedly fifteen million dollars to come back to you. Oh my god! Three hundred. Uh, Ronda wow. Rousey would get destroyed. UFC what? UFC three hundred. They're, they're trying to find a big of big names for this. So names that are being floated around right now are Nick Diaz versus GSP and Ronda Rousey. I mean. <laughs> Is everyone in a time machine or something? Like, did we all just forget? Like, the maybe the WWE fans will come back. I don't, they didn't like. Well, they, they haven't. They haven't developed any big stars, though. You know who's who's the big name star right now? It, it, Israel, but he dropped out. You know, I mean, probably Connor, right, or, right, or O'Malley. Uh, I mean, you're right. But are people going to shell out eighty dollars to see Ronda Rousey return? <laughs> I don't think so. Probably, probably they'll pay anything. <laughs> maybe you know, people maybe. want to see a good fight. I don't know about this one. I mean, definitely GSP versus Nick Diaz. I don't, I don't want to see that. I, I, yeah, I want to see that, but not as a main. I mean, GSP. I think. I don't, we don't know where he's at because his last fight was against Bisbing and he looked amazing. But that was a yeah. long time ago. But yeah. Nick Diaz looked not very good against Robbie Lawler, if we're, if we're being honest. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, is this a WME thing where they're just trying to pick names that everyone knows and, like, oh, these are the followers? And are we, are we doing this by numbers? Is that what's going on right now? Because I mean, Dana White is very in tune with what the fans want. And I, I know yeah. he probably doesn't think the fans all want to just clamor to see Ronda Rousey right now. Yeah. So. That's wild. I mean, people will Maybe watch she's big on TikTok. Maybe she's really big on TikTok. <laughs> yeah, right who's now. who's the big name right now? Yeah. Who's the big name out there right now? I don't know. I mean, I'd rather watch Brock Lesnar right now than Ronda Rousey. I mean, at least 
Brock. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Brock went out. On Brock Lesnar's a hell of an athlete. Yeah. He's by the way, Brock, an athlete, you know. Have you, you, have you guys you seen Brock Lesnar? Have you seen Brock's daughter, by the way? No, but I'm guessing she's hot. Based Not on your since smile. she's two. Uh, why do you see it? No, no. Oh, oh, oh. Did she come to practice with Brock? Yeah. Well, uh, no, I met them in um, in Minnesota um, with Brad Reagan's his cousin. You know, Brad's the guy who broke me into pro wrestling, so we all had dinner all night. You know, grand slams, no hitters, and double plays are back. That's right, and there's no better place to get on the MLB action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book and official partner of Major League Baseball. And guess what, people? New customers in Massachusetts get in on the action with $200 in bonus bets, guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up at FanDuel.com slash Boston. And finally, you can bet on all your favorite sports from the money line to point spreads to player props and more. I love it, okay? So I'm going to bet. I'm going to go on FanDuel. So now, bet on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Don't miss your chance to get $200 of bonus bets. Win or lose. How great is that? Okay? Visit FanDuel.com slash Boston and make every moment more. That's FanDuel, the official partner of Major League Baseball. You got to be 21 and older uh, and present in Massachusetts. Okay, your first online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable. And bonus bets that expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Help is here. So is hope. Hope and help. GamblingHelplineMA.org. Or call 1-800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start. GameSenseMA.com or call 1-800-GAM-1234. That's FanDuel. Check it out now. Right now. You want to bet? That's where you go. So Brock's daughter is just one just oh. Colorado State's shot put record. Uh, this is her at 18.5 meters. I, I don't know uh, how big that is, but look at her. She is – that is an athletic specimen if I've ever seen one. I mean, that's definitely Brock's daughter. That's uh, Brock and your dad with the wig on. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> he, he, Brock's good. He's a good-looking woman. He's a good-looking woman. Sure. I knew. <laughs> she looks like she could throw a shot, but holy shit. I, I mean, I can lift the rest of my life. You're stud. Yeah. He, he looks like she could fuck shit up. I'm not, obviously, I'm not saying anything negative about his daughter other than that. What, no, no. She's a hell of an athlete, man. Yeah. An athlete and a half. She's a hell of an athlete. Have you seen Michael Bisping's daughter? Huh? Uh, Michael no. Bisping's daughter. Uh, I, I hear she's a very attractive woman. Uh, you should Google that. Let's leave it at that. All right. Okay. So uh, now, Mike Perry beat Eddie Alvarez. Made Eddie Alvarez quit, which is something I never thought. Um, his his corner threw in the towel. I guess he broke two orbital bones in Eddie's eye. In bare knuckle boxing, Mike, you're never going to beat Mike Perry. <laughs> Mike Perry is the greatest <laughs> bare knuckle boxing champion right now. Um, 
He called out Anthony Pettis afterwards. Um, Anthony Pettis said, uh, "Why not? I don't. I think I think he's going to win that one too. You can't hurt this guy. People just are just quitting against him. I've never seen this before. It's the second guy in a row he made quit: Luke Rockhold and then Eddie Alvarez in bare knuckle boxing. So, uh, yeah. Um, all right. Also, uh, UFC two ninety. Uh, what's coming up? UFC 296, I believe it is. Um, Bryce Mitchell is filling in for Josh Emmett. I uh, know he's fighting Josh Emmett. You know who Bryce Mitchell is? He's a guy. No. Yeah, but he's a guy that was a wrestler uh, from like Arkansas. Uh, he thinks the earth is flat. Uh, he has like 87 guns. <laughs> yeah. Right. After his last fight, he wanted to pray in the octagon. Remember, he was like, I want to do a prayer because, yeah. because the devil is in Hawaii and the devil is what caused the fires. And Michael Bisbee like wrapped it up and he was praying in the middle of the octagon with the guy he beat. <laughs> it was the greatest thing I've ever seen. So he's back, uh, which is great because this dude is a, a trip. Um, this week, it's uh, Yadong is fighting. Um, Song Yadong, are you are you are you a fan? Uh, Don, Fly? I love him. Really, he's great. <laughs> All right. Uh, so Song Yadong is fighting Chris Gutierrez. Should be a good fight. Uh, Yadong is on like a is a, I think a two fight winning streak. He's he's a monster. And Gutierrez is the guy that flying need Frankie Edgar and knocked him out at Madison Square Garden. I'll never forgive him for that. Um, even though he's a good guy. Uh, Khalil Roundtree is fighting. He's the one that uh, he was on the Ultimate Fighter in the finale. He was getting beat up. And his mom kept yelling at him to get up. And he said, shut up, mom. He, he, said, <laughs> he said it during, you heard him during the broadcast of him saying, shut up, mom. That's the best. Did he, he win? Fight? No, he lost that one. But he, he's won his last couple of fights. He, he knocked out uh, Gokan Saki. And Gokan Saki is like the greatest kickboxer like alive. And he knocked him out in an MMA fight. He's fighting Anthony Smith. Anthony Smith is the guy who, um, great guy. He fought John Jones. He could have got the win by disqualification, but he didn't take it. Uh, no, thank you, please. Um, and then he, um, no, no, nothing. Thank you. So Anthony Smith is the guy that he had an intruder in his house that was on mass. I'll take one. <laughs> <laughs> so he's fighting Anthony Smith versus Khalil Roundtree. Uh, those are the big ones. And then Tim Elliott. Tim Elliott came in short notice. That was the one whose whose who wife cheated on him on their uh, wedding day, and he and he posted about it with the best man. Oh, that's right, my God. Yeah, the girl that I used to date, uh, uh, Gina. So uh, he's fighting um, some guy named Suma Derji. I guess he doesn't have a last name. Yes, she, she dated you. She just she just do anything, huh? <laughs> yeah, she cheated on him on her wedding day, uh, which is with the best man, which is crazy. I mean, when do you even? Get I mean, that does yeah. add a little judge to the affair. Let's be honest. What? That's exciting. That does, does add a little judge to the affair uh, to do it on the wedding day with the best man. I think he's Jewish. I was like, what did the Jews? That's why. That's why I didn't have a wedding ceremony. Really? <laughs> that's why I avoided a wedding ceremony because I knew I knew my wife would do that. <laughs> By the way, are you guys following this Adam 22 thing? You know who this is? No. No. Never heard of it. So Adam 22 is like a very famous. Never heard of it. 
he's a very famous podcaster. And he's got like a neck on a, a neck tattoo. He interviews a lot of rappers, and uh, he's he's really big on like world star. He's a very he's a very famous podcaster. So he uh, he he married a porn star, and basically they, these they have a podcast where they fuck a different girl every week. Well, he gave her permission to fuck a guy, and the, she fucked some male porn star. Jeez. So now he has a reality show. That he's doing, like, uh, where it's like, who wants to fuck my wife? Where oh he has, God! Where he has five guys. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> oh, he's into the whole cuckold thing. There, there are men who are into that. that. That's what they want. He has five. They guys want to be embarrassed. Five guys to compete to fuck his wife. <laughs> I watched. I watched. I watched. Is the world over, Don? Is it over? Nobody, nobody had to compete in Dubai. <laughs> nobody had to compete in Dubai, ex-wife. Fuck. <laughs> Just take a ticket. A number. <laughs> I mean, what what is it? Why do why are guys why are guys letting other guys fuck their wives? Why are they filming it? Why are they making it into a reality show? Like there are guys who get turned on. I mean, literally, it's a whole world, like the cuckold world, where they it's very big in England, by the way. Not surprisingly, we're like these British men want like an American black man to fuck their wife. It's a massive culture. I've had girls who've been recruited to do that. I've been asked to do that. Wow. I mean That's insane. I, I don't know, man. I, I would just leave and never come back. If some guy's hard to fuck up, I can walk in, I'd be like, it's over. Right. It's over. I'm I'm getting custody. Right. Absolutely, it's done. We're done. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Sorry, man. I you know, I don't even like like my wife has male friends. I I I I trust her, but I I'm not. Uh, sorry, like I don't even have threesomes with my wife or girls because I'm just like no. Just, there's some shit you want to just keep a little bit, you know, sanctimonious. You want to have a little private. Private. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. I mean, that's the whole fucking, that's the whole thing. I'm getting married, isn't it? You know, just being with one person, you know, and then being with one person. Yeah. Otherwise, I mean, what's, what's, the, what's the reason? What's the fucking 100%. reason to get married? Yeah. Unless you're Mormon. So yesterday at the UFC PI, right. Sean, Sean Strickland got into a fight with Ian Gary. You know, you guys know Ian Gary, right? That's the guy. Yeah, he's great. That married a 40-year-old woman that people were saying was what so, they got a physical fight or like yeah a, a they, had to get se- they had to get separated at the ufc oh, PI. Wow. um and then afterwards sean made a video about it you guys want to see the video so i know you got to wrap it up bill uh, yeah sure so let's see the video of, of strictly made a video after fighting with ian gary at the ufc pi here we go awkward man awkward. You so you guys went to the PI today and I ran into the fucking cucky and Gary. Awkward, man. Awkward. You looked at me hard, you know, security had to escort us around. Fucking awkward shit, right? I'm laughing my ass off. But anyways, Gary, I don't fucking hate you, dude. I actually like you. I think you're a fucking funny little dweeb. You make me fucking laugh. I think you're a dumbass fucking kid who got some pussy that was too good for him and it got in his head and it fucked you up and it fucked you up. <laughs> oh my God. I don't want to fight you, bro. I'm happy for your success. I'm happy for you. But if you look at me hard and you're feeling some kind of way, if you're feeling like, 
you're feeling some kind of way to get this shit fucking handled and you want to look at me hard and, and that's what you want, slide up in the DMs, bro. I don't want it, but if that's what you want, you know where to find me, man. <laughs> so that's Sean Strickland's take on uh <laughs> man. Yeah, I mean I love what people say I really like him. He's a he's a loser dweeb and I'm gonna kick his ass. <laughs> I like the guy though. Sean Strickland, I mean, this poor guy is like eight and oh, he's one of the best fighters in the world. And then he he did not sign up for like the wife writing a book about how to get a be a wag, fighting with Strickland, people coming in. Thoughts, Don Fry. Don? What's Don Fry? I said what? thoughts. What what are your thoughts what? on it? What? Thoughts. Oh my thoughts. Oh shit. I, I put my buddy on Sean. Shit. My buddy was on Sean. And um the other guy crying me. I don't know what he's fucking thinking. I mean, that's the thing about this sport is everybody enjoys it, but nobody has the respect for it. And they all think they could do it or they could beat the fucking, you know, the champ. No, you can't. This you know, these guys are professional fucking athletes. That's what they train to do every fucking day. And you can't beat them, okay? Give it up, you know? Yeah, but go, go, go mean mug somebody else. But Ian Gary's also. But Ian Gary you know? also trains. But Gary trains every day. He's 7 and 0 or 8 and 0. He's beating you guys. Well, then have Dana make that match. Let's make the match, Dana. Fuck, let's make some money. He should have the white bird. Have the wife be the ring girl. That would be hilarious. It's like, yeah, absolutely. You know, then whoever wins gets to take the wife home. <laughs> what? What were you saying, Bill? Oh, I was saying Dave Goggins had a whole thing with Sean Strickland too. And Dave Goggins is not an a, an MMA fighter. No, he's just a great athlete. But he's like, oh, fight Sean Strickland. People are like, what? And then people are like are like standing for Dave Goggins online. Like Dave Goggins, kick his ass. Dave Goggins would not last. Oh, no. that's how stupid people are. That's how fucking stupid people are. God damn. That's a, what, is he, what kind of sport does he do? Nothing. He's the guy that was a Marine that uh, or Navy SEAL, and he lost like 200 pounds, and he runs like 80 miles a day. And he's super uh, – he's on Rogan a lot. He seems super uplifting and motivational. But for some reason, Tony Ferguson hired him to train him for this fight. <laughs> <laughs> but he's never had a fight before and he doesn't know real so he has tony ferguson doing these like crazy drills on the treadmill trying to break them but dude this is not you're not training for a marathon here and we're not yeah. we're not training for combat either you're training no. for, it's like uh you know it's right. like it's like when you, uh you gotta you, you gotta train you got to train sports specific, you know, for whatever the fuck you're doing. You need to, you, you have your conditioning, which you can do anything and everything, but then you've got to train sports specific for what the hell you're doing. Get that muscle memory. It's like when James Tony hired a weapon specialist to train him for Randy Couture. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> it's like he's not bringing a weapon. <laughs> the octagon, like that—that that was hilarious. That's, that's the thing. Nobody respects. 
nobody respects their sport because they don't understand it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I mean, so, so Bill, what do you got coming up? Um, I, what do I have coming up? Well, I have um, every Wednesday, 8 p.m., Laugh Factory. I've been pushing this like Bassman Law Reeves thing. My big episode came out uh, Sunday. My part was completely cut. So happy holidays for that. And uh, yeah, that's about it. Don, <laughs> uh, what do you got coming up? Oh, you know, I've got several things coming up. But I can't remember right now. Um, because I was <laughs> too busy uh, concentrating on this on this podcast. Well, thank so you. Sure. Appreciate that. Uh, I'm at the LA Comedy Club at the Strat tonight through Sunday, uh, and then I'm in Houston on the 28th and 29th of December at uh, the Comedy Something. It's on AdamHunterComedy.com. Uh, you guys are great. Uh, love you guys. Have a good week. See you, man.